Hello there, this is Jason Dees, and this is the Think Through It podcast. Think Through It exists to help people think through the big questions of life and culture. On the Think Through It podcast, we'll be talking with friends, cultural influencers, and forward thinkers about the things that all of us need to be thinking about. Today, I'm going to be talking with one of my favorite guys, a great thinker, a godly man, and an incredible athlete, Blake Rogers. Blake is one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. He's the state director of Lifeline Children's Services, and he is a former college basketball coach. Blake, like me, grew up playing sports, and while I like to think of myself as a good athlete, Blake actually is a good athlete. Blake is also a big fan of sports and various sports teams, but how does athletics go along with Christianity? How do we as Christians understand the place of sport in our lives? Do we prioritize sports too much? Do we idolize sports? Should Christians even be playing sports? Or particularly, should Christians be playing violent sports? And is there anything redemptive about sports? What can be learned from sports? Christianity and sports, it is a great and needed conversation, a helpful conversation. And I'm so glad Blake Rogers has joined us to think through it. Well, it's a great time to be talking about sports Yesterday was the Super Bowl. We're recording this right after the Super Bowl. Of course, the day that this is going to be uh, published is the day of the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics. So, Blake, uh, you know, for our listeners, it's still Super Bowl week. In light of last night's game, what were your thoughts? What did you think about the game? Well, obviously, a great game. You know, not a great, great def- game. Not a great defensive battle. No, uh, a lot of offense. Was it the most yards ever gained um, in an NFL game? I, I know it was a Super Bowl, but yeah, I think it might have been like the most yards gained in an NFL game. Maybe so. I know in all the playoffs, it's like the highest number of yards. So, um, awesome quarterback play. Um, great storylines. You had, you know, the Eagles who haven't won a Lombardi trophy doing well in the first half. The head coach was coaching high school football nine years ago. Nine years yeah. ago. Quarterbacks, a backup, sitting on the bench, thinking about getting out of football. Yeah. Now he's a Super Bowl champion. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. So great storylines. I'll tell you this what I was saying is it, it's one of those games that every play was important. It was. Like, how, gra- how great is a game like that where every play mattered? When you think about the missed uh, extra points. Huge. field goal. Huge. Well, like, obviously the trick play before right. half. I mean, yeah, every play really, really mattered. Uh, man, yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch. Of course, this week also the Winter Olympics begin. What's your favorite Winter Olympic event? Uh, that's easy for me. It's curling. Really? You know, curling is just, you're just sitting on the edge of your seat. I mean, as, uh, it kind of is entertaining. Yeah, I mean, though. it's uh, it's fascinating to me. I mean, the, I, don't, I don't even know the technical terms for the people who are involved, but the sweepers oh, are there just carving a pathway for this heavy. It's like the ultimate game of shuffleboard. Yeah. And so I tell you what something. mine is. It's men's downhill. Men's downhill. I mean, there's to me, like, I like those kind of events. Like, in the Summer Olympics, my favorite is the 100-meter, men's 100-meter. I mean, to me, that's the greatest event, maybe in all of sport, even, like, over the Super Bowl, because it's just, like, who is the fastest man in the world? Like, how cool is that? Like, how cool is it to be Usain Bolt? So I, I can't imagine it, but it must be cool. I mean, that's yeah. got to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. You you know, of all the people on earth, you're the fastest. And not just, I mean, he's by, the fastest by a lot. 
And then, of course, the men's downhill, to me, I mean, those guys, it's just insane. They yeah. are just ripping. Risking and risking. They're I mean, basically ri- falling down the mountain. They are, yeah. It's control, basically control, gravity. Control yeah, falling. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. like just slower than gravity Yeah, is basically what that is. Okay, so sports, obviously, we both love sports. We both grew up playing sports. We're obviously still sports fans. We both, in our own mind, when we watch, like, watching the Super Bowl last night, we both think that we contribute, maybe on special teams, but we both think we probably (laughs) should be out there a little bit. Um, You know, and obviously, you know, now that football's over, I'm a little sad about that, but I do love this season. I mean, the spring is pretty great. You get March Madness, the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, baseball begins. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to look forward to, but sports is one of those things as a Christian, Mm -hmm. I think Christians talk a lot about sports. Christians think a lot about sports. You know, I've heard a lot of Christian pastors kind of condemn sports or at least our sports fandom. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of talk, like you'll get up and cheer for a football team, but not for this worship song or whatever. You hear that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, there's a lot of sports involved uh, in church. Obviously, a lot of churches have, you know, sports rec leagues. Um, a lot of churches um, build gyms. Uh, you know, Valleydale, my previous church, we had two gymnasiums. That was a you know big part of our church building. We had a weight room, and so that was uh, you know certainly a vision using sports. Uh, for the sake of the church, for the sake of the gospel. So how how do we think about this? How how should Christians understand sport and how our life in Christ relates to uh, our life on the field? Yeah, it's a great question. And there's a lot of things to consider when thinking about sports. I think most fundamentally, uh, we can agree that sports are a good thing uh, when held in proper um, respect and uh, given you know, proper glory to God. I think uh, sports demonstrate um, what it means to be embodied and uh, to, to see human embodiment on display in a skilled way. And yeah, that's, I think a good, that, that's a good point. I mean, it, it shows the physical nature of who mm-hmm. we are. We are physical beings, right. and that is very well dis- demonstrated in sports. It is. And, yeah. and, and physical beings that are capable of doing marvelous and wonderful things under a set of rules, under the the natures of law, um, and, and it's, it's just beautiful. It produces um, an awe, and I think our culture, while, they, while the culture might not quite understand sports that way as embodied creatures creating the image of God, I think um, the fascination that um, humans have with sports comes from that. Yeah, and that is a really interesting thing to think about. Paige and I have been watching Planet Earth 2, Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, have you seen Planet Earth? I, I have, yeah. You've seen the original. I've have seen you seen original. two yet? No. Mm-hmm. Well, we just we just got into it. You know, it's unbelievable. Obviously, same as same concept as Planet Earth. And you see, you know, the other day I was watching the mountains one with the kids, and they, they do the snow leopard, and just this beautiful, beautiful, graceful animal. But as wonderful as that is, and it's very exciting, there is something almost more exciting about art, beauty. Uh, or competition in kind of the human physical sense. And I think that kind of points to six day of creation thing, yeah, image I of agree. God. Yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, as, as marvelous as creation can be, I think we see something good in competition, something good in people truly stretching the, the form of the human body. So when are sports bad? Uh, and, and why should Christians be skeptical of sports? Or why should we be critical of sports? Yeah. 
I mean, I think as believers, obviously, we believe that God has created um, all things for His glory, and uh, even even sport, even the human body. And sport, a lot of times, can become a mechanism for self-glorification, mm-hmm. um, for self-idolatry. We have been particularly gifted with a certain skill set, and we use this skill set um, to draw attention to ourselves. And I think, um, you know, all of us who have played sports have, have lived on that, that tension, especially as believers. Like the moment when we're playing our hardest and we're giving our all because we want to see others glorify and honor us for yeah, our efforts yeah. um, versus giving everything because God has blessed you with these abilities. He's blessed you with life, and therefore you go and attack whatever is ahead of you. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's the personal idolatry mm-hmm. part of it, and that's very easy because— our culture kind of tends to make idols out of sports heroes. Um, yeah, I mean, like no look doubt. at Tom Brady, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you get everybody in the world loves you. You get to marry a supermodel. Like it's hard mm-hmm. for I think a little boys uh, to watch that and or or men, you know, right. or whatever, and say I want to be like Tom Brady. Right. You know, I want to be a hero like that, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the little micro cultures that we find ourselves in. That's right. So, so personally, it can become idol worship. I, I also think, like, um, you know, interact with me on just, like, fandom. Like, uh, yeah. you know, a sure. lot of, I think, what we deal with, I mean, I was a pastor in Birmingham, Alabama, as you know, and, you know, a lot of people miss uh, worship service because Alabama lost or because Auburn lost. And, and so... Interact with that mm-hmm. a, a, a little bit with me. Where, where do we need to draw those lines? Yeah. How do we help people think through those things? Is it okay to be a fan? Mm-hmm. Um, give me some maybe some sure. guidelines on this. So I, I love college sports. I love college football. Um, and I love being a fan of a particular college and um, football team, University of Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, man. And, and why? Well, for whatever reason, because of how sports function – I feel like I vicariously live through mm-hmm. the success yeah. or the defeat of the players on the field. Like, I, I actually, on my couch, have no contribution to make whatsoever. <laughs> they can't even hear me cheer, and yet um, it's like my emotions Kirby are tied needs up. me. Yeah, yeah, like my emotions are tied up. I feel like I'm vicariously living through what's happening on this field. Well, you know, I think that points to a, vi- a, a, a theological reality about us. We were meant for vicarious living. Mm, that's good. Through Jesus. I mean, like that, and, and our culture has propped up sports in, in, uh, in such a way that it has, it has our attention. It's full of storyline again. And I think all of us as fans, we, we seek to vicariously live through. I think it can be a good thing in proper perspective. I think a, a couple of good tests for. Um, am I too big of a sports fans? Like, you know, is my identity too wrapped up in my fanmanship of the University of Georgia Bulldogs? You know, I think, um, you know, one of those tests is like your conversations um, are your most passionate conversations in life about sports or about the team that you love. If so, um, I think that begs a question. Like what, you know, what's, what's driving your identity? Not that we can't have passionate conversations. Um, but all of our passionate conversations can't be about sport. You know? Yeah, I think I said a couple weeks ago in a sermon, our emotions or our enjoyment rather should stir our affections toward the Lord, not steal our affections of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think, man, that, I love the point you just made about we were meant for vicarious living. So that should stir me to, 
okay, the reason I feel a part of this is because I'm designed that way, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel even more so a part of the Lord. When I go to a stadium that's full of people, that's exciting. I mean, what is better than going to a packed stadium full of people when you're winning, yeah. you know, and you're winning and you're on top and there's a drama involved in the moment? Well, of course, what is all of that pointing to that is ultimate, that is long-lasting? Of course, it's it's pointing to the worship of God that right. is victorious and that is right and that is good and that is obviously eternal. Mm. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, all of these enjoyment things that God's given us that, that can't be wrong. He wants us to enjoy creation. He wants us to enjoy competition. Uh, you know, even these are these these are themes used in Scripture, obviously. Mm-hmm. Race themes, physical training is of some mm-hmm. value. But are those becoming ends in and of themselves, or are they pointing us to a greater end? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so before we move on kind of to talk more positively uh, about sports— um, why do we like sports so much? Why is this particularly, I think we've, we've already touched on this a little bit, but anything else, like why, why is this particularly enjoyable, uh, particularly um, inviting? Yeah. I mean, I think sports provide a particular community. Um, again, going back to the identity thing, um, you know, we all want to be identified with a group. And as fans, um, there's an inviting community there uh, surrounding a, a sports team where you are all cheering for and looking forward to the same thing, your team winning. And so um, I think that's one of the reasons that we're attracted uh, to sports. I think for athletes, and I've spent a good bit of uh, the last five years coaching athletes, um, sports for athletes and for um yeah, players at whatever level provide a unique community where you are on a team with a brother and sister you're, or a sister. You're accountable to that brother or sister for the success of the team, for working hard. And that accountability actually drives you into deeper fellowship yeah. with one another. And it just creates a, a fun communal atmosphere um, that results in Well, and it's a memories. bond that is so deep. I mean, you know, if... Um you know, if, if a buddy that I played, uh, even like growing up baseball or growing up football with, I'm talking like Little League football, Little League baseball, called me up and said, hey, you know, I'm really in dire straits. I mean, a lot of my buddies, even from high school football, I haven't talked to in, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years. And if they called me and said, hey, I need something, I would drop, I would get in my car right now and go help yeah. them out. Like, I feel so connected still. Like, yeah. That's 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 powerful, and I, I think it's because through sports you open your vulner, you're vulnerable with yeah. your brothers through mm-hmm. your weaknesses and whatever you're trying to accomplish, and then uh, you are actually going to pick up your brothers uh, through your strengths, and they're going to pick you up through your weaknesses with their strengths, and I just think there's just something beautiful. So all of about this that. sounds a lot like you know some things we need to to learn in Christianity. It, it sounds a lot yeah. like discipleship. So l- let's let's kind of start talking about that. H- how how do we? How can we maybe as Christians leverage these things toward disciple making? How can we use sports as a disciple making tool? Yeah, I think this starts with parents uh, giving your children the right perspective mm-hmm. on sports. Listen, if you release your child to um, just go out and pursue sports as the culture has told them to pursue sports, they're going to do so in an idolatrous way. You really have to train and create a culture of 
um, and, and an opportunity for them to see this as a as a way to glorify. And you know that's God. true of watching movies and the arts right. and school and really anything. You know, so yeah, that, that's a great point. Yeah, how um, else can we redeem? this in a disciple making kind of way. Yeah. I think, you know, you mentioned earlier church leagues who have, who have sports, um, as a part of their, um, kind of outward facing, uh, community reach. And I think, uh, I think that can be valuable. I think you're going to open the door, uh, because sports does transcend, um, culture. It, it transcends right, classes. Yeah. It, it transcends all of these things. So it is an opportunity to kind of build these relationships that will ultimately, provide the meat and the ground that you need to to hopefully share Christ with them in a real meaningful way. Um, and so I think that's true. I think churches need to be uh, engaged in uh, equipping their members to see the sports leagues that they're in throughout their community. So not church-hosted sports leagues, but right, community-hosted yeah. sports leagues, and use those opportunities with other parents, um, with other athletes, whatever league you're in, whatever league your kids are in. Um, as gospel opportunities. Well, and I would, and, and I think that's a really good point to make. I mean, again, I'm certainly not against a church that wants to be evangelistic in a particular way and, and have a, a sports league. However, I, I think that it, it that flows from our understanding of Christian discipleship as discipleship is something that you do or disciple-making is something that you do at the church when probably some of the, the best opportunities that we can have for disciple-making is being a disciple-maker in a secular or community mm-hmm. church league or uh, sports league um, uh, that uh, I think gives you an opportunity. Like you said, you're already building relationships in a vulnerable way with people that don't share your theological views or political views or socioeconomic class. Um, what a beautiful environment. What a beautiful setting um, to live out your faith and obviously to lead people to the Lord. Uh, you know, we just some redemptive things in, in terms of sports too that I think can so be leveraged toward godliness. We were just talking about humility. Um, you know, the Bible has this, you know, it, it encourages us to humble ourselves. Um, well, sports is one of those great environments mm. where you can be a hero, but you can also be. Yeah, you you really in order to be a hero, you you have to learn at least some measure of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even the greatest people in sports, you know, the people that don't learn humility end up like Johnny Manziel. You know, the, the right. people that don't learn humility end up end up phasing out. Mm-hmm. The people that uh, the people that learn humility in sports, um, those are the ones that are really successful, and it's a great opportunity for that. It's just even like, and this is probably part of uh, humility, but just grit. Yeah. in the face of persecution, in the mm-hmm. face of difficulty. You know, and I think that's one of the things, too, that I want to talk to you about in terms of raising kids. Some of the things that I want my children to learn, it's like, where else do you learn these things? Like, how, where do I better teach my kid about humility and grit and toughness and teamwork mm-hmm. uh, and not getting your own way all the time? Right. Um, you know, it's such a classroom. I mean, you're you're a coach. You're an yeah. athlete. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, it it is a classroom, like you said. Um, <coughs> I think um, all all of those things that you mentioned—hard work, perseverance—are um, essential to what it means to be successful in a sport. I mean, you have to go through that process. Um, as a coach, you know, the the thing that I enjoyed most about coaching. I think was that I every single day 
got to create an environment of adversity yeah. to put my players through. And through this environment of environment of adversity, I was looking for certain responses. I wasn't looking for perfection because you often fail more times than you succeed in sports, especially in the sport that I was in in basketball. I mean, a good shooting yeah. percentage is less nobody than 50%. Sits, yeah, you know? nobody sits, so, shoots yeah, 100%, right, yeah. And so the thing that I'm looking for is mental toughness, um, good responses that are others-oriented, team-oriented, um, that look like hard work uh, when things don't go your way. And, no. and think about, I mean, and those are things that you need for the Christian life too. Like you, you got to, what do you draw on when you're trying to obey, you know, don't grow weary in doing good, Galatians 6, right. or, you know, even like we're, we've been talking about Romans 12. So when you are tested, you will know the mind of God. And I don't think that's necessarily a big test. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's just tested could mean anything, but, right. but in those times of big testing, uh, you know, are you going to persevere in faith? Are you going to continue uh, to love someone? Um, and I, yeah, I think that, that that sports and like you said, these kind of um, I hate to say manipulated environments, but you know, extra life, if you will, environments can so teach you mm-hmm. when you know your best friend gets cancer, That's right. or when your job when you get fired from your mm-hmm. job. You know, and and I draw on things that I learned you know, in, in playing fields, you know, obviously still to this day. Yeah. And, and on that fundamentals, I mean, there, there are mental fundamentals and there are physical tool mon- mm-hmm. fundamentals. Um, fundamentals are true no matter the situation. And I think that's true. Of that's what right. We see in the Christian life. I mean, truth is truth. Even when things aren't going your way, truth is truth when things are going your way. And so it, it, there's this intrinsic kind of built-in fundamental reality to sports that I think is instructive for the human character and human mind to grasp and hold on to and rely on. And, you know, actually this is uh, something I wanted to talk about, and I think we can kind of tie these two together. I did want to talk to you about violent sports, yeah, uh, like football, wrestling, mm-hmm. Be- because I, you know, some Christians I know have talked about discouraged, you know, believers from playing these kinds of things. Um, and obviously, I, you know, look, I mean, I guess I've had, tore my ACL twice. I've had labrum surgery. Um, and so I've definitely experienced the cost of violent sports. But I will say this. I mean, here's my perspective. and I'd like to hear yours. My perspective is, you know, sports should always still be done with wisdom. And you can be a wise athlete and, and still get hurt. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. But I think even some of my injuries came from a lack of wisdom in the way that I, and I'm not trying to point the finger at any coaches or whatever, just it was the world that I grew up in, which I think was a more effort, less wise approach to uh, sports. And so there is wisdom in all of these things. And so even some of the rule changes, for example, that's taking place in football, where you're not leading with your head, mm-hmm. you know, we were taught, that's how I was taught to tackle, you right. know? Because your helmet can be a great weapon. Um, yeah, I do think these things are wise and good, and and still maintain you know the beauty of the sport. Um, so I, yeah, I I don't have an issue with the violent sports. I'm curious. Yeah, as long as there's wisdom surrounding it. Sure, and I would affirm that. You know, wisdom is a, a integral part of of making decisions in life where you want to invest your time and your body. Right. Um, you know, I I don't think we can. 
We live in a fallen world. I mean, I could walk down the stairs up to the, you know, down to the parking lot and fall and die. Yeah, and die. Or be paralyzed or whatever. Break a leg or whatever. And so, um, will that probably happen? Well, I hope not. I think the, the, the questions of wisdom are this for me in, in the quote unquote violent sports. Does it honor God and does it honor your brother? Yeah. And so for fo- football, for instance, I think um, that you can play football and honor God and honor your brother. I think that the new, um, you know, leading with a crown of the helmet type rules are getting at the fact that, hey, we have used helmets as a weapon against our brothers. Right, yeah. And we have sought to injure them. And so um, in this way, and so, like, we're going to change this rule. I think it's a really healthy and good thing. So with that being said, I would say, you know, if you can pursue something and honor God and honor your brother in a real tangible way and others agree with you on that, then um, then pursue it. That's I think right. football is a fine sport. I do think that with anything there's risk. Now – when you get to mixed martial arts, I think it gets a little more questionable. It's harder to honor your brother can you, there. Can you honor your brother right, in yeah. mixed martial arts? And I think that's a, a good you know debate to be had yeah. and a debate that is happening. Right. Um, but those are the two leading questions that I think every parent, every athlete should think through. And and certainly coaches too. I mean, you know, right. even like in my situation, you know, and again, I don't, I don't. You know, blame anyone here, but I think it was we want this person to be as big as possible, to be as strong as possible, to hit as hard as possible. And there wasn't a ton of concern for, and we want them to be safe too. Right, right. You know, and, but yeah. I think that's changed. I think that has changed. And, and with that being said, too, I'm not advocating for flag football as a replacement for tackle football. I'm right, saying, yeah. like, you can hit somebody really stinking hard without the intent. Of wanting to like kill them on the field and you without know, or tear like their ACL, you know, uh, and without like you're probably going to get concussion while doing this. Right, I mean, there's right. safe ways to right. do these things, That's and right. we know more about the human body now, so let's use the information we have. Well, I want to give you just a closing thought. Let me just say this: I, I I love kind of how we began this conversation. I think sports are a beautiful thing, uh, and they they point to something that. I think is true in our heart. We want glory. We desire victory. We desire uh, the drama of competition. All of these things that I think just point to who we are as human beings. I mean, there, there is there are a few moments in life where you're more human than when you're competing on the playing field. Mm-hmm. And that's who God designed us to be. And I, I, I think as long as we can leverage that energy, that reality toward toward that idea that God made me to be this way and he made me to do these things. Um, uh, I think that we can find his pleasure in it and I think we can bring him glory in it. And I think we can learn a lot about humanity or about life and what it means to follow Christ along the way. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the last word though. Yeah. I think sports are a beautiful, beautiful thing. And and one of the things that I'm most grateful for sports um, is the fact that sports reveals character Um, A lot of people say or have said in the past that sports teach character. No, actually sports reveal character. Mm -hmm. And they kind of tear you down and open up some parts of your heart and your identity that need repair. 
And uh, obviously that we believe that that repair is found through the gospel of Christ and uh, our identity ultimately be f- being found in him. And so that's one of the most beautiful things about sports. That's why I want my son and my daughter to play sports is because I want them to have it in teachable moments where their character is exposed for what it is so that we can teach them the hope of the gospel for that moment. Well, for Blake Rogers, this is Jason Dees encouraging you to think through it. Thank you.